0: Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, Ori, what have we driven? Mick, when we started this podcast,
1: nearly 60, 65 shows ago, I always said to you, I love the Lotus. I love the Lotus Elise. I love the Lotus Exige. I just love Lotus. And you kept saying, no, 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 no. I said, Mick, I want to buy a Lotus.
0: No, you don't. You've got a Ferrari. That's right. And we, we did talk about that, and I do, I confess that I said, nah, don't right. worry about the Lotus. You've got the Ferrari. What are you going to do? Then we went to Target Tasmania together. And, and how many I, Lotuses? There were – well, the Lotus
1: crew must have had 20-odd Lotuses. I think they had factory teams as well. Factory that, teams, and I just kept taking photos of these things, kept – and walking towards them looking at I love the Lotus. And they did really well at Targa. Right. But the front, the front ends were all damaged. All damaged and maybe, it's so low. Correct. And I remember saying to you there, Mick, do we buy a Lotus and do it? No, 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 we've got a Ferrari. Our technician Mario, no, you boys, we rebuild a Ferrari. Don't worry about the Lotus. So I thought, well, to be honest, I thought we were never,
0: ever going to get an opportunity to do a podcast on a Lotus. Yeah, we did. We gave it a miss and we thought, well, oh, forget about it. But our, yep. our friends at Zagami Adelaide. Yeah. Thank you to
1: Scott and the team at Zagami Adelaide said, come and take a Lotus. You really need to drive
0: a Lotus. So, Mick, what did you pick up yesterday? Oh, uh, yesterday, we I, I picked up. You weren't available, so I went and picked up a Lotus Excedure 410 Sport. 410 sports. so it's the last, I think now the 420 is the last of the
1: Exige models that Lotus is making because they're about to come out with a new car called the Amira, and that will be the only Lotus made. So no more Evoras, no more Elise, no more Exiges. There's only one model that they will make moving forward. Okay, so, so you pick up nearly the second to
0: last one they've ever built yeah, of a, that model. And not only that, it, it is a manual. Manual, manual six-speed. Six-speed 410 horsepower, so we're talking 305 kilowatts. 3.5 litre V6 supercharged. Supercharged. It's a Toyota engine, and so Scotty did say, well, the beauty about the Toyota engine, it's going to be reliable. Now, I was concerned
1: when you were going to pick up the car because I had organised for you to go pick up the car, obviously. I I was unavailable to pick it up, and I thought, I'm just waiting for a text from Mick now to say, what is this? What are we driving this for? But when you picked me up, Mick, the smile
0: was ear to ear. I must admit, I couldn't believe how good it was. It is the ultimate driver's car. I'm not talking about a you know, super, super car, the hyper cars and you know, $5 million and all that sort of. It is a driver's car. I actually had planned to leave Zagamis and just go back to the office and wait to pick you up later on. Straight to the hills I went. Straight to the hills? Straight to the hills. You couldn't wait for me? I, I could not wait for you, so I went to the old Mount Lofty Road and I couldn't believe how good this thing is. The gear changes, man. The gear changes. It's got. It's like a, a gated shifter without the gate, but what I really liked about the – The gear changes, and you've driven it, and you feel probably the same way. Is how mechanical it is, absolutely. It doesn't feel like a a smooth modern car like my little Alfa Giulietta, or you know, that the gears just go in like butter. This, you've got to get them right, and it is absolutely phenomenal. But I love the short gear change, it looks like yeah, it looks like a sequential gear stick, correct? And it's all exposed. So, we'll show you photos, but it is it is phenomenal now. Like I said, Mick, I've loved this the
1: Lotus cars for years. And I reckon the first ones were those 0102 models. And so much so, uh, back then I was getting a company allowance. And I wanted to buy a Lotus as my everyday company car. And someone goes, you can't drive that every day. Well, Mick, getting in and out is a difficulty with It's certainly car.
0: not a daily driver unless you're very small.
1: Yeah, so that's one thing that we notice straight away. I mean, we're getting a bit older now, but even getting in and out is a little bit difficult. But once you're in, Beautiful. you are really – the seats
0: hug you and it's solid. It feels solid, doesn't it? The whole thing feels solid. The doors, the – even – I think it's mainly aluminium, I'm guessing. Aluminium all and hinge... carbon fibre was yeah. everywhere. That's all we could see. But in terms of, you know, the feel inside – Absolutely phenomenal and very, very raw. I mean the electric windows, yes, it had electric windows. Yep. But you have to hold the button for it to go up and hold the button to go down. So it's not automatic. No electric mirrors? The mirrors, all by hand. So the thing weighs the car weighs 1,110 kilos. Yep. So that it's like you said, it's got a radio, a little air conditioning unit. And that radio is doesn't come with the car. So, so, so you've got to ask option. for that. Yeah, that's the option. I don't think I'd get one. No, well, we didn't use it at all. No, I was trying to turn it off. I couldn't be We the... couldn't
1: work out how to turn it off. Yeah, correct. So for me, I wouldn't get a radio. I don't I think I'd want a radio in a car like that. And the air, there's air conditioning vents. You need, well, you didn't... need the
0: air conditioning. You need air conditioning. And that's it. It's got, got nothing yeah. else in there, mate. No, it's got ABS and it's got traction control. So is so that four-wheel drive or is it rear no, wheel drive. rear-wheel drive? No, it's rear-wheel drive. And it's um, no power steering, There's no power no, steering. No, that's why we was the steering so heavy at low speeds, or oh, not low right. speeds. It's really at parking. But after that, it really is a go kart feel. You know, they will talk about you know the go kart.
1: And I said to you, the little steering wheel. Takes a little bit of getting used to, and now that you say there's no
0: no power steering,
1: right? So when we were turning at slow speeds, it was a bit harder to turn, right, or a bit heavier to turn. But
0: as soon as you're moving, you don't actually think of the steering. It it is like a go kart. The turning circle is very good, no problem with that. The sound, the sound, you can actually open up the exhaust. You can exhaust on or off. So that I didn't, I only drove it with open. Yeah. Gonna, we've got to drive it again with off. Forget what's the, the difference? No, no, it's a, bit, it's a little bit quieter. But with it open, the exhaust is fantastic. I mean, yeah. we, we're talking about this is a three-and-a-half-litre supercharged V6. Now, you but, mentioned yesterday that's on tap. Explain what's on tap well, mean to you. my understanding with a supercharger, that actually uses, pressurises fuel and air compared to a turbocharger. It uses the exhaust f- exhaust fumes or uh, how that works. So there is normally a bit of a lag. That's why they're using twin turbos. So the supercharger starts from the beginning. The old Bugatti's had superchargers. Superchargers have been around for a long time.
1: Okay. So I
0: suppose they've made them more efficient. But it's there. Off As soon as you put the accelerator, it's there. It's there. Plenty of torque. Uh, it revs out. The, the, the Speedo and the Taco, that's the only dials we've got. There's no There's it no temperature gauge. No, you don't know exactly what? No, all temperature. No, no water, no, no oil water. No You don't know what's going all on. All that is got the the water is a, a blue light while it's cold and then it goes off when it warms up. There is a fuel gauge, of course. Yep. And there is. Um, that's the only digital part in there. That's a. Di- yeah, and also the odometer or the speedo. Actually, it hasn't got an odometer, it's just the speedo. Speedo. Yeah. No, as in, uh, odometer <laughs> in terms of written.
1: The view. Out of that front window with the the grill, yeah. You know, sorry, not the grill. The um, right hand side and left hand side fenders. fenders, how beautiful! Is that is
0: called? superb. It really it it comes to mind of the Dino two four six. How yeah. the wheel arches go over the top, and looking out the rear vision mirror, the width of the car at the back. It's actually quite wide. Yeah, it's quite wide.
1: That's the only there's two negatives. If if I have to pick two negatives, which is really difficult for this car. But the two negatives is getting in and out is difficult, right? It's difficult. You need a bit of moving. You need to be a little bit flexible. And the view through the back of the rear vision is quite limited because you've got that beautiful carbon fibre, a great grill that covers the engine. But... To see behind I don't know if you notice, it's really hard to it, see out. Yeah, there's not there's, there's about not two much. or
0: three louvers you can see out, but you do see when you accelerate, you do see the throttle response. I love that. So that look that looks good. You know, the the car is really, I must admit, it put a smile on my face as soon as I went round the corner to get a Glen Osmond Road, up to when I got back. It it's it really is a driver's car.
1: Yeah, I think now, we haven't taken it on the track.
0: Would love to take it on the track. What do you think it would be like on the track? I think it would be very, very good on the track because uh, they're very good on a rally. I think it'd be very good on the track. I think against the uh, bigger cars like you know the McLarens and the Bister and things like that, it'd lose the legs on the straight. But we're st- okay. So
1: let's ex- l- let's look at that for a second. This thing does 0.60 in three point five
0: seconds, three point four, which is okay fast as a four eight eight? It's as no, it's as fast as the 458. Okay, four five eight. Okay, four okay so where And now, listen to this though. It's as fast as the four five eight at naught to sixty. However, we're talking about in a manual car. Yes. The the Ferraris in a paddle shift. Paddle shift yeah. So dual clutch. So their changes would be quick that someone is in a manual car. So then once so, we we're gonna hit sixty at the same same time, you'd say. Yeah, hit 60 at the same time. Depending on the driver because of the manual. And if this Lotus was sequential, it would be quicker than the 458. Yeah, Not to 60. But you don't want that.
1: Correct. So then after 60, we're going now on the straight. You're saying given distance, the 458 will overtake?
0: Yes, I'd say that would be the case. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, these are rated to about 280 kilometres an hour.
1: Yeah, and the, get, and the Ferraris and the Ferraris three
0: hundred like, no, and something or whatever. But
1: it's a bigger car. That it's a, sorry, the Ferraris a bigger car also, a heavier car also. This for me, I think for track work, something like a Targa for a day. You know, for the hills to run,
0: my, that I'd love it. Ideal, ideal, and it is. It's got no niceties in there. I mean, it, it feels good. You've got plenty of room, leg room, but you're sitting side by side. You're just about touching feet where our shoulders were touching it's cl- it, it is tied inside but it doesn't feel in your seat you feel very comfortable so
1: we have got the racing the racing carbon fiber seat it's got alcantara on
0: there like you said
1: and that's it carbon fiber alcantara Aluminium in front of you. There's it's, nothing else. No, there's nothing else.
0: And it's, it's so good to look at it with – so basically, you know, we talk about, you know, classic cars and how much we love classic cars. I believe Lotus – and, you know, I wasn't aware of this and, you know, as you, as you said, I really didn't look at Lotus as much at all. But I think Lotus has hit the nail on the, on the head.
1: So if – okay, so let's let's stop with that thought there. If they've hit the nail on the
0: head but now they're stopping to make that. How good is this Amira going to be? Well – I, I believe it won't be as good, again, I don't know, I haven't researched it, it won't be as good if it's not a manual. So they're, so they're coming out with two versions, a manual and an automatic. Now, is the manual going to have the same size engine or not? Yeah, I think they've got a 3.5-litre
1: supercharged Toyota engine and one's got an AMG Mercedes-Benz okay. engine, but I think that's got the F1 paddle shift okay. and you only can order it like that. Don't quote me on that, but there's two engine variants. One comes in a manual, one comes in an auto. So if you want the manual, you're going to get the Toyota engine. You that's fine. Right? Plenty of power. So that's the only car they're going to make. So obviously I think you're right. They hit the nail on the head with what they can do, and now they've perfected it and saying, okay, this is it. This is the pinnacle of what we make. We're only going to make one version. The Amira, yeah, moving forward.
0: but you can get it in Flappy Paddle or – Yeah, but you man. know what I'm
1: saying? Not an Elise and an Exige and Elise Air. So, you know, there's a cup car. There's all these – there's so many different variants when it comes to Lotus. It gets quite confusing.
0: Yeah, the only thing is, in terms of getting you into the market for a Lotus, I mean, the 3.5, the, yep. the Elise came out with the normal 2-litre Celica engine. Toyota and I think they Celica. were 80
1: or 90 grand. Yeah,
0: whereas – and that compete, competed with the Alpha 4C. Right, similar sort of size yes. and you know in terms of power as well, but this this V six now let's put this V six into into perspective, the new two nine six GTB Ferrari, the electric, that's hybrid. coming out hybrid. So that's a two point nine liter six cylinder V six. Yeah, right. So this this Toyota's a three point five, however the um, the Ferrari's hybrid and it's going to have turbos and things like that. So uh, you know i i think the lotus have done really really well with this well scott always
1: said to us when you you know when you're trying to convince you and i to take it you didn't need much convincing with me as i said but he said, this is the last one that's gonna be made. This is going to be a classic one day. And we say that all the time. I think he's right. Yeah. This is definitely I do. one that if you had it in the garage in years to come, I am not saying and like I said, we never speak about values and appreciation and things like that, but it'll be one that, well, it's a collector's car.
0: Well, you will be sourcing that in years to come because it does feel very mechanical, very analogue. Yeah, analogue shifts, absolutely. You know, it, it, is, it is amazing in that regard and it really disappoints me, I must say, that, you know, Ferrari haven't done a manual. You know, irrespective of whether you can do 3.4 or 3.5, who really cares? Yeah. But the feel that you get out of that, you know, compared to, you know, the normally flappy paddle... It's it, it's unbelievable. And
1: look, you you and I we know it's all about manual and it's all about gated shifters. But this has got an open gate.
0: Yeah, that's there fantastic. is no gate.
1: It's an oh, it's just open, you can see the linkages of the gearbox. Oh, yeah. When you were driving,
0: my eyes were just based on that. it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And you know, it's got some things that I wasn't aware of initially. They have got adjustable suspension, but. It's manually adjustable, so I think – I'm not sure exactly what you do, but I think you'd normally go to your mechanic and they would adjust it for you. You know, you can change the spring rates and shockers and things like that. But the factory settings that I saw – and, and – you know that I drove in and you drove in, mate. We're going around the corners. It is it is amazing. It's phenomenal. And how wide are the tires at the back? I mean, this is a wide car. Don't. Yeah. It's not the little you know lotuses of years gone by. It's a wide car. The other thing, the, the width of the tires at the back, it holds the
1: road. And these are on road tires, not slicks, not Correct. track tires. Correct. Correct. But it under under brakes, cornering, accelerating out of corners. But this thing does not move. It is. It is brilliant. just point and go. Now, there was another car we drove, which was the McLaren 720S, and we're going to drive it again to talk about um a McLaren in another episode. But that was very much go-kart-like in the sense
0: point and go. But this is different, isn't yeah, it, Mick? It is different. The the 720S, I mean, the steering would be another level. That was go-karty, but that was a big, quite a big car. Yeah. And it's certainly quicker than the the Lotus. I'm not going to say it's not as quick, but for going on a normal road, you know, it, you know, I felt a lot better. I've got to say in the Lotus.
1: Yeah, and, and I think you're right. It just, I had only driven an earlier model one O2. I haven't driven a Lotus since, and this blew my mind. It blew. I, I was expecting to do it to be something like one of the old ones I drove it, and was completely different. So much so that you know. Last night, I could not stop researching because I think we need to buy one of these, mate. Uh, that's
0: how much I love it. I look, think we need to buy one. The only problem with it is you said there was a couple of faults – not faults, it's a couple of design things that you didn't really like. I've only didn't like one, and that's getting, getting in and in out. In out. In it's not so bad, but – Getting out, it's hard, and we had the uh, one of our friends get in this afternoon and trying to get out, we had to help him out, you know. Yeah, correct.
1: So, you know what, that's a good point you make. We're a little bit older now. If we had had that car when we were younger, no you know, problem. mid-20s, thirty. I don't no, think an issue. No problem. I mean, we saw some kids in the park yesterday that when we were taking some photos of the car and they ran over on their bikes and we, you know, we gave them a little surprise and let them sit in the car. How easy did little kids get yeah, in and they out? They got right? in and they out get...
0: quite easily. However, even that one of the the one of them struggled a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you sort of aren't as flexible and you get a bit older, getting out is a problem. Although this one had a, a targa roof or whatever that you could. Can... So that
1: may be an easier thing because we we haven't taken the roof off, and I wouldn't take the roof off if I owned no, the no. car. No, no, I like, a, like. I don't a... like targas. I like uh, coupes, as you know, but. I agree. Maybe as we get older, we just need to get in that way, and who's going to put the roof on for us? That's (laughs)
0: right. Who's going to put the roof And It starts raining because nothing's electric on it. No. no. And that would all be to save weight. Of course. All weight saving. And, you know, everyone talks about, look, we can make our road car a track car. But we've mentioned a few times a road car is not a track car. It might be good, I mean you might have a four five eight, a four eight eight, a McLaren, a you know, a Lamborghini, a Ford G T forty or whatever, but it's still not a track car. So there was one no, I agree.
1: But Lotus are in Formula One, Mick. Are but they still in Formula One? We're in Formula, yeah, Formula, Formula one, one, sorry. Nick. We're in Formula One. But was a Lotus engine in those cars or well, not?
0: I think the early days they were Lotus engines because there was a lot of cars that had Lotus engines. The Ford Cortina had a Lotus engine, right? So there were a few cars that had Lotus engines. And so now
1: Toyota makes the engines, obviously, and Mercedes Benz is going to make them uh, in the new models. So they don't manufacture engines anymore. Do, do you know? Do, no, all those- I
0: don't. I don't really know, but they're certainly not putting him in these, uh, both of the engines in the series that are out now, uh, whether it's the 410, the 420, or I think there's a 430 as well, isn't there? Yeah, there's
1: a a, a 420 or 430,
0: I think so, yeah. Uh, They're actually Toyota engines, and as you said, the new one might be an AMG and a Toyota. Uh, But previously, they were all the smaller size capacity engines. So now all they're making then is the body, the chassis, everything else
1: apart from the engine. Yeah, and they were
0: always good at, apparently, is the suspension. You know, when they talk about Lotus suspension, the, you yep. know, the handling, the the open-wheel cars, you know, the Formula 1, Formula whatever, they they were good on suspension. So what, what puzzles me about the Lotus is going back to the models that they have. If they're only going to have two models… One um, model. One model, sorry, two, but two different engines and, yep. you know… Um, uh, two drive. different driver variants. So in terms of the starting ones, they won't have any four-cylinders. No, four no, correct. No, no, they're, they're all gone. So
1: that's what I'm saying. The article I read and when I was doing some research a couple of weeks ago, because I think the new Amira that's getting released, has only been launched a month ago or something like that. And I saw, wow, look at this car. And I said, oh, where does this fit in the range? And that's when um, Scotty from Zagami said, no, no, that is the range. That's it. That's it. So everything else is gone now. Elise, Elan, um, that Evora they made, all gone, all gone. So it's all now the Amira.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not sure how well they sold in the excedia, but certainly, as you said before, with the Targa Tasmanian, the Adelaide Rally, they are ideal for rallying, except for, I'd say, the splitter, like you said it as at well. At the front, yeah. The splitter at the front, it does stick out a bit, and you are going to hit the, you know, the potholes and stuff like that with it.
1: In saying that, Mick, it, I agree, and ours that we're driving has got the carbon fibre splitter, um, splitter at the front, and it's quite low, the car's low but I don't feel it's as low as my Ferrari.
0: Uh, probably not because the, the distance between your wheel and the end of it is further. So this is actually quite compact. But you still got to be careful when you go over speed bumps and things like that on the road. Yeah, I'd say that. But, I mean, for what we're going to use it for, a quick run up into the
1: hills, around a few roundabouts, on the freeway, then into the side street, I think it's perfect.
0: Well, I think it's perfect. It, I think
1: we won't have to worry about it being that low.
0: Oh, I think you will. I, I think that's still, it is still quite low. You know, you go around a bend and you, you know, because we're talking about not tracks. I think on a track, no dramas at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But as soon yeah, as you go cool. on normal roads, you know, they're not perfect. Yeah, but on a enough. track, you go to the bend, you go to Malala, you know, I reckon you'd have no problem Yeah, we hit all.
1: a pothole in this, we must probably will damage it. it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, will, yeah you you're damage
0: right. It. So you've got to be careful about that. But the biggest thing that would put me off is getting out of the car. Not so much getting in is getting out of the car. So here's a good point. You're driving it by yourself. Yeah. You've got to roll out. I've got to roll out. And it it is, uh, if people were taking videos, it's a little bit embarrassing. Well,
1: (laughs) no, but come on, Mick. For that little thing, you can roll out once or twice a week.
0: Long as I've got someone to help me out. To help you out. But You know, you can actually actually not only roll out, like the guy that got in today, which was a a bit bigger fella, he actually slid out – Backwards, yeah, and he was. That's a, how I got out. Yeah, yeah. so slid in, slid out. It's so. it's basically like I think um, a bit like they get into these uh, uh single seaters, open wheelers. You know, to be
1: honest, exactly right. And some of the track cars that we've been lucky enough that yeah, the real race cars that five nine nine xx I got into, where you got roll cages all around it, if that difficult to get in it's and out similar. of? It's similar, right? Yeah. So you know. Let's, you know, let's give it a little bit of, you know,
0: positivity. Mick, it's not that bad. No, but they're not daily drivers either, those ones yeah, you're talking about with a roll Good case. point. Good but point. Look, I think if, if I look at it, that's the biggest thing that it would put some people off. There's no doubt. But... Everything else, if you're talking about a driver's car, analog, close to a classic as in, you know, getting that raw feel, because the reason we like classics is because you're doing the mechanical movements, you know, everything is, you know, the non-power steering. I mean, I couldn't believe it didn't have power steering. No, I didn't know that. But I'm pleased that it hasn't. Yep. You know, no, no. I, I
1: think it's great. I can't remember the last time I drove a non, non-power. non Actually, one, well, of, the, one of the old classic. Yeah, your Dino. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah, one yeah. of the old classics. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're talking a 40-year-old car.
0: Yeah. But so this is a new car that's manual, all right? They're going against the trend of the normal cars with, you know, the gearboxes, you know, double clutch, triple, no, yep. double, dual clutch and stuff like that. I think if you're a driver, everyone's got to drive one of these. That, that was a good point I was going to make. If you haven't driven a Lotus
1: or you haven't sat in one or gone to see one, go down to your Zagami dealer, anywhere in Australia that sells them, they're the agents, or anywhere in the world, go to your Lotus dealer because this car is unbelievable. And once you
0: take it for a test drive or sit in it, you'll understand what Mick and I are trying yeah, to say. It is it is phenomenal. I've used the word phenomenal a few times and even Ori, you know, used my word phenomenal. But it is certainly up there in terms of driver enjoyment and excitement.
1: Well, Mick, we said it yesterday, and I'll say it again now. You had a smile on your face all day. And even at night, I was thinking about yeah. it all night. I, know, I must admit, my wife asked me last night, what are you doing? I was researching the lotus, looking
0: at it. I said, I think no, we have to buy one. Yep. I think the only thing that, as I said, puts uh, people off will be the entry and exit. But otherwise? Of, but otherwise it is a purpose-built driver's car and Lotus have done a fantastic job. Yeah, I said the ultimate boy racer, mate. It is. The ultimate boy racer and, you know, if um, you're, you're not too big and you're, you know, quite slim, perfect. Do yourself a favour and go and drive it. And but we do thank Zagami and Scotty at Ferrari Adelaide. Um, Ferrari Adelaide, here we go. But they Zagami, it's the same group. same but,
1: group. Zagami Adelaide.
0: But... You know, they've been very kind to us uh, to let us have it for the weekend and we're still enjoying it. So thank you, guys. And, look, we're going to leave it there, Ori. And, of course, you can catch us on the uh, podcast at uh, mickandori at gmail.com. You've got Spotify and Apple CarPlay and Instagram and on YouTube as well. But in terms of the Lotus Exige, it probably is a classic. And remember, if your car isn't a classic... It will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.